this transmission to bring you the following live broadcast. How's everyone doing tonight? Woo! It's Wednesday. It's six o'clock somewhere. With Ryan ready in his chair. And almost ten whole people watching from home. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? It's time for the Think So Joe Show! Hey, yo. Think so, Joe Show. I'm Think So Joe. He's Ryan. Says on the bottom of the screen, right so, there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's up, dude? dude? Haven't seen you in 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. It's been a, <laughs> been a, been a short 24 hours. Yeah. 24 well. hours there, and another 24 hours till tomorrow, and 24 hours till that, and yep. So it's it's so. been a, per, a week of perpetual jamming and hanging out. It's pretty good. Yes. Yeah. Definitely could use it. It's it's definitely helping me. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, and the weather's like turning. Like I oh, got yeah. I got out of my car to walk in here and I was like, oh yeah, I am happy sometimes. <laughs> like that, oh, dude, how nice I, out it is. I've been like down for like the like since I got home last night and like I stepped outside to wait for you and I'm like, holy shit, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah, dude, it perks you right up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. As, as I'm starting to understand why people talk about the weather. I've had like six straight Buffalo winters where you have those four or five months where all you see is gray and sadness. Like all of a sudden there's the sun. Wow. It's like taking vitamins. Definitely something to say for seasonal depression. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, for sure. And how quickly we forget. <laughs> uh-huh. No, but yeah, I stepped outside. It's like, oh, crap, it's actually pretty nice out today. Like, if yeah. I didn't have this show, I'd go somewhere, do something. <laughs> Just go walk up the street watching those kids playing street hockey. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, y'all got goalie pads? I'll play. <laughs> <laughs> you got that mini-sized net. You'd be a great goalie. <laughs> <laughs> I just stand there with the fucking pads, like, close. Like, that goalie's yeah. a wall. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can't score on me. <laughs> Mostly because there's nowhere to score on behind me in this mini net. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. Man, I miss the days of playing street hockey. It's been a minute. Yeah, same here, man. I haven't touched <laughs> a stick in years. I was like 13 the last time we played. We used to do like, it all the time, though. It was like an everyday thing. Where the hell is everybody, man? It's going to be us just ranting for two hours, I guess. Oh, send me up. I'm more comfortable when no one's watching what good. I'm doing. Yeah. Anyway, no, I, uh, yeah, it was, we, we used to play every fucking day, man. Yeah? Be out there on Whitney Avenue in Niagara Falls every fucking day. Hmm. Talking about, uh, you know, uh, Tupac and Biggie dying. That was that was when we were playing hockey 25 fucking years ago. Those God damn, man. The NHL 96 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, I, like, like, I remember NHL 97 coming out for PlayStation, and my buddy Greg, who was one of the... Dudes that, like, I was always playing street hockey with. He got NHL 97 for PlayStation. It's like, this is the most realistic fucking hockey game ever. Did you hear that fucking puck when it went off the post? Ping! Like, <laughs> uh, if only we knew. So <laughs> It is funny. It is really funny to think back on the things that, like, that blew your mind when they first came out and look at them <laughs> through a modern lens. Like, I don't know. We were talking about this earlier. This is a common dis- discussion in the Shambles household, but... 
just Joey and Ethan are obsessed with Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. I never played it as a kid. Right. I have tried as an adult. I don't really care. Like, I understand that it is has a legacy and shit, but, like, I play it now, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, yeah, this is a background that they just pasted down and then have shoddily animated... Most of the PlayStation could do, sure, but, like, shoddily animated characters running on top of it. But, like, it boggled their minds when it came out. So now, <laughs> what you're saying is if you had played Final Fantasy VII when it came out, you might have enjoyed it more now. It depends. I see where you're going with this. <laughs> I see where you're going with this. But... You know exactly where I'm going with that. I don't know. I'll tell you what, man. I've been on, I've been on, uh, on dating sites for, like, the last week, right? Just because... I get bored and I don't fucking feel like working and I'm like, you know, going through a little bit of tiny depression that I'm like, mm. you know, I'm okay. Like, nobody's got to worry about me. I'm okay. But like, you know, a little bit of depression. Right. And so I'm sitting there. I'm like, you know what? I'm fucking bored. I'm going on dating sites. And the first fucking person I see on a dating site is literally wearing a Jurassic Park t-shirt. Like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> You can't escape it, dude. <laughs> like, Perhaps like, you would increase your matches if you just enjoyed this thing just, that everyone just, else enjoys. Just shut up and pretend I like the movie. Yeah, sure. Exactly. <laughs> this obstinate oppositional nature is is, is going to be... See, this is, this is the thing. I don't know what the fuck I'm looking for out of a dating site. I want to meet new people. I, I, I definitely do. Like, I'd be interested in dating, but I'm not like... I need to date. I think, like, the catalyst was, like, seeing that, you know, Karina had a new boyfriend, and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, fuck. All right. Uh, I'm just sitting here by myself. And so, you know, I think that was the catalyst of, like, I'm going to, you know, let me check out one of these dating sites. Worst case scenario, I get inspired to write songs like like my dear friend Allie Burns does <laughs> when she goes on Tinder, you know. And um, But, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm on this one now. It's called Hinge, right? And it's got... Um, like, the way it's set up is it's, like, it's pictures, and then there's, like, three questions you can answer, and you, you get to pick the questions and everything. Um, so, uh, you know, I... Um, yeah, here, here's the thing, is I am waiting to do this show on Friday, and then I'm going to start going to shows. So, I... Because I just don't want to take any chances before we do this show on Friday. And also... I mean, at this point, I probably could, however... <laughs> <laughs> we got the show, we got the podcast tonight, or I would probably have gone to the uh, Wilhelm Scream show. Oh, yeah, I would have been there in a freaking heartbeat. On the Cinder and Gumshoe that's, are opening that. That's, and, prob- that's probably where everyone is, honestly. It's like, you and, gotta and, go and, watch and, the hometown, hometown boys rock out. And I gotta spend tomorrow with you guys. <laughs> Not that I'm complaining, I love you guys, and, uh, and you guys are basically... Uh, you know, keeping me sane, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. not gonna not gonna meet anybody hanging out with, I am with not, just us in John's basement. I though. am not gonna meet anybody in John's basement. No, <laughs> this is this is true. Yeah. Um, also, the going to shows thing. I don't know. I I understand, but like, I feel like when I was younger, I was more willing to talk to people at shows. It could just be that I'm like, you know, a elder millennial and jaded now. But when I go to shows, I stand in the back with my arms crossed and I talk to people that I know, and that's it. I I never meet anybody at shows anymore. Yeah, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. Yeah. I, you know what I need to do is I need to hang out with my buddy Brandon. Be like, yo, uh, you know I'm single. Introduce me to some people. You know people. Mm. Right? I, I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> I, and and I, I I hate to admit this, but, like, I was on fa- like I'm on Facebook dating. It's, like, the first dating app I joined, right? Which okay. is, it's all within the Facebook app. Um, and I see this one girl, man, and I'm like, I'm like, man, you know, she's really, you know, really cute. She seems really cool. Her, uh, you know, one of her mutual friends is my buddy Brandon. So, like, I 
you know, kind of was like going through his friends list. Look at it. I couldn't find her. <laughs> Stalker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I said, I hate to admit it, but <laughs> I, I mean, was bored, man. I had that, nothing else to do. That's what the internet is for. <laughs> like the, the fact that Facebook was created and then everybody used it for that exact purpose. And then there was mm-hmm. a backlash against mm-hmm. like, no, you're not supposed to. Yes, you are. You're supposed to look at what everybody's doing all the time. I'm half kidding, but like everybody does that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, but no, I mean, like, I, I hate to admit it, but I literally did that. But it was just, you know, um, but, I, but I'm on this app. It's called Hinge, right? And so it's got, like, you know, like five or six pictures and, like, you know, little questions you can answer and whatever. So I'm on there the other day, and I, I literally, I am not, you know, really looking. I'm not really, like, like I, there was this one person I didn't necessarily match with. Mm. But she's got pictures where she's, like, surrounded by bodies of water, right? Mm-hmm. And it says, uh, you know, one of the questions is, uh, what is your most irrational fear? And she says, sharks. I'm like, I, so I, I responded to that question, because you can respond to each individual thing on the page. Uh, just, but, but just, like, one of them, and then you've, you've liked that person. Um, so I, send, I respond to that. I'm like, you know... You're surrounded by bodies of water in a lot of your pictures. I don't think sharks is an irrational fear. <laughs> How many replies did you get to that? Zero. <laughs> but so, uh, but so I, I posted arguing, about the, arguing semantics is not I, the greatest lead. <laughs> I tweeted about that on Twitter. Like I said, I really didn't give a fuck. I, I tweeted I know, about that. Neither on, do I. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> I tweeted about it, and Katie's like, I don't think that's how you get matches. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure I don't get matches that way, but, you know. <laughs> Well, you're proving I, a point. I just, uh, but like, I, I don't see how that's an irrational fear if you are regularly in bodies of water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, like natural, I mean, like if, you're, is, if, if your pictures are in a swimming pool, then yeah, you, you don't, you're, the fear of sharks is probably irrational. Right, right. Like, I guess perhaps she interpreted it more as a unique fear because most people are not afraid of sharks because, you know, yeah, we're in Buffalo, we're landlocked. I'm not, afraid, I, I'm not afraid of sharks because I don't go near water. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, like, you know. Uh, so, like, I'm reading, like, some of these, like, uh, you know, irrational fear. And some of them are like, yeah, okay, that that is pretty irrational. But, like, I, understandable, you know. Like, one was like, I have a fear of, uh, like, long escalators. Like, I, huh. I, uh, yeah, I could see that. But. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like that. Yeah, I, 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 so, I couldn't see being afraid. Like my mom's terrified of elevators. An elevator, I understand elevators, understandable. The door closes, and you have um, uh, what's it called? Uh, the fear of enclosed spaces, claustrophobia. Uh, yeah, which claustrophobia. is ex- exactly why my mom hates elevators. And you also can't see what's occurring, so there's the fear that it's going to drop. The escalators. I mean, I get it. If you see those horrifying videos of like where the stairs turn around, where the floor breaks and people get sucked in and chewed up. Like, yes, that is terrifying. Also, that's happened twice and it's been on YouTube twice and that's it, you know? So I'm trying to think long elevators then. What's your fear of a no, long a- elevator? Escalators, escalators. Oh, oh, sorry, escalators. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. So, I, I, well, would, I, I, would, I mean, like, escalators are, are kind of terrifying if you think about it. So well, like a really sure. long one, I could see being afraid of that. I, I can see that. I, it is. It, it, it is. Uh, but I could also see it being an irrational fear because 
what are the odds anything's actually going to happen to you? Right, like slim to none. That's like I'm saying. I, I said elevator. I was wrong. It's the escalator, but it's like, right, yes. Right, right, right. The floor has broken on like 10 escalators in the world, and people have gotten sucked in and killed. But how many people ride an escalator every day, the odds of it happening to you, it's, like it's that, an irrational fear. It's like that Mitch Hedberg joke, right? Like uh, an escalator can never break. It can only become stairs. <laughs> you never see correct. a sign that says escalator out of order, which, by the way, I have seen an out of order escalator. Oh man! At the uh, at the at the at the uh, rail station, a university station. They've had they've had the escalators out of service, which huh. which always oh, sucks. Dude. <laughs> always sucks. I don't want to do those stairs, dude. man. So when we first moved to our our, our house, it's on, it's on the west side, and I was still taking the train every day. So the train station at Allen Medical, yeah, sometimes it's out. Like the the escalator would be out, but you only need to go down one flight of stairs. My new train station is Delavan, mm-hmm. uh, Canisius College. Okay. And the escalator is the equivalent of about eight flights of stairs. Well, yeah, because you got, you got a couple, you got a few escalators to go up, yeah? Right, yeah. and they were both out, so, oh, God. I, so I bought a car. <laughs> you, bought, <laughs> like, you bought the car just yeah. so you didn't have to take was, the stairs. Like, I'm, I'm not dealing with this bullshit every <laughs> morning when I'm going to a place that I already don't <laughs> want to be at. Like, I'm just going to drive there and listen to bad sports talk radio instead. <laughs> like, I gotta tell you, my life has improved significantly. Oh, I <laughs> bet, I bet. And it's mainly that escalator. It has nothing I, to do I, with the public transport. I think if I had, like, a traditional job where I actually had to, like, leave the house and do shit, like, mm-hmm. I would I would probably do whatever I had to do to get my license back and try and get a car. But, yeah, I mean, with gas prices right now, fuck that shit. <laughs> I am more than happy just, you know, I'm not happy sitting around the house doing nothing, but, I mean, like, I'm, I, I am, you know... More than happy taking an Uber or a bus if I got to go somewhere, you know, like. Yeah, dude, I mean, Uber drivers got to be hurting. I haven't taken an Uber during this uh, during this crazy gas uh, price inflation right now, but uh, I assume they've raised their prices slightly, but not enough to offset it. I The last time I took an Uber was probably in Las Vegas, so. Yeah, okay. It's been a little bit. And I didn't pay for that one, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know, like, Uber and Lyft drivers were already really hurting after yeah. they restructured the, the fee schedule or whatever, and now I would imagine, yeah, the, the gas prices are cutting into their profits. So, I don't know. Everything is on fire, is what I'm saying. <laughs> and you got bus driver shortages and all this shit going on, man. It's hard to transit. It, it, it is getting a little more difficult to, to uh, uh, travel without uh, a vehicle, but... Hey, uh, again, I don't... I. I live here. <laughs> get a get a get a razor scooter. I live here. I work right in there. I'm I'm good. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. You don't need the vehicle. Yeah, it, it it would help on the dating apps though because you see all the you know all the ones. Oh, if you don't have a car, swipe left. Like, the fuck. <laughs> like, could... I medically can't have a car technically, if well, you, the... technically speaking. Well, if you really, really, really want to argue semantics, just get, like, a junked car and just put it in the driveway, and then, like, you have it. It just doesn't work. Fair. That's <laughs> yeah. fair. That is fair. And then see how many matches you get with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure my landlady would love that. She seems cool. Yeah. She fixed the foundation. She did. I'm she sure did. she'd she be did. cool with a car. Yeah. You know, just hanging <laughs> in the driveway. It could be a foundational uh, Crown Victoria. <laughs> It's it's to block that part of the driveway where all the water pulls in because when they did the driveway they fucked it up. Did they? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's terrible, dude. I fucking when I I did some t-shirts. Um, when I first started learning how to do uh, learning how to do t-shirts, like screen printing t-shirts, 
uh, I did some things. So Joe Show shirts, which had uh, like white logo and red text. Okay. And to do that, you press the white and then you press the red. So, uh, so now I got the screen with the red and I'm trying to wash out the screen. And so now there's just pink water all in the fucking driveway. And it's just pooled right in the middle. And it's not, like, I, I'm pretty sure the shit's non-toxic, but I don't. I didn't want her to, like, go out there and be like, what is this? And the dogs are, like, you know, rolling in it and, right, and lapping like, it up and shit. Be like, that's why, the, that's why the stone foundation is crumbling, because the ink from the screen printing started dissolving, <laughs> started dissolving the mortar between the field stone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Your idea has another supporter there, Tim, from Ningwood Records. I got my Working Class Stiffs record last week. Super excited about that. Hell Going to yeah. see them Saturday. Oh, let's go. Yeah. Super excited about that, except I get to meet the new boyfriend on Saturday, so. <laughs> throw a punch. I'm not going to throw a punch. No, like, it's supposed to be the worst advice ever. Just do it. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, know, I ain't worried about it, man. I'm worried about no, it. No, man. It'll be. Hi, Mom. It'll be cool. <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be a rough scene for a minute for you internally, but hey, you know, uh, it's how closure happens. You just yeah, just fucking, you know, rip that fucking Band-Aid right off, right? Like, exactly. Right off! Fuck it. You know, like, it, 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 like she's like, oh, I can tell him to stay home. I'm like, look, it's going to happen eventually. <laughs> you should have said yeah. Like, it's just... going to fucking happen. Like, I would much <laughs> rather it happen at somebody else's show than one of my shows. You know what oh, I mean? Like, yeah. like, like we're, we're, we're playing for her. It's not announced yet, but, but we're playing for her in July. And, uh, we, we, uh, you know, we're, we're, I'm, and it's not just living brain dead. It's yellow sauce is also going to be on that bill. Mm. So like, I'm going to like, I would much rather get this the fuck over with now than go to, uh, you know, go to that show and like, you know, have to deal with that, uh, you know, level of emotional I, don't, I guess distress is... From, from is, on stage, like in every music video, in every, like, bad movie, where you see them walk in and, like, a single tear runs down. Yeah. <laughs> this is the responsible decision that you're making, and it is also the courteous one that, yeah, I mean... I'm, I'm up there with yellow on. sauce, like, like, Lidl's, let me sing a song. Nothing compares to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> fuck. No, I mean, it's, this sounds like it's the right choice. It'll no, be some I, I closure for everybody. Absolutely, and, look, look, and I, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm jealous or, like, upset, you know, like, like super upset about this. Like, as but, long but as... But you are, and you are. I, I, I have, I mean... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fucking around, man. I'm no, sorry. I mean, but, but, you know, obviously it's, it, it is a, a little bit, ups, you know, a little bit upsetting to, you know, because especially because, you know, we had this great relationship. We ended very amicably. Mm-hmm. And like, so it's still like, you know, it still hurts. It does. I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? But like at the same time, if she's happy, I'm happy for her. And, and that's cool. You know what I mean? So like as long as dude treats her good, we're cool. You know, very, very, so, very adult, man. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the way to look at it, yeah. man. People people split sometimes, and that wound no. is fresh. No, this will feel like a little salt, but at the same time, we salt's going to help seal the wound. You know, we were growing in different directions, and she's off to one direction, I'm off to another direction, and that's cool. But like, you know, like, uh, you know, I I I can't sit here and be mad at her for moving on with her life, and I'm not going to do that, and I'm not, you know. I'm not going to be mad at him for like, oh, you you know, you're dating my ex-girlfriend. Uh, fuck you, dude. You know, like, fuck that. Too goddamn old for the fucking drama, man. We were talking last night in the car about like, you know, like being the other dude. 
<laughs> we, were, we were having this conversation. Like, because back in my 20s, you know, I was a bit of an asshole and I didn't really care about that. Like, like I don't know this other dude, you know? Now I don't want the fucking drama. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, if a girl's in a relationship, nah, off limits. Yeah. No fucking way. That's, a, that's so. yeah, that's that's the way to do it because you're, you're not participating in something that ends with someone's broken heart. Even if you don't know them, you know, that's a solid that you're doing to both yeah. yourself due to the, you know... Uh, the, the, the not having the guilt and whatever, and to them for not putting them through it. It's the right move. And there's no drama. Huge bonus. Yeah. But I, I, I feel I don't want, you, I'm, I'm fucking 40, man. I don't need that shit in my life. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know... <laughs> I'm, I'm already dealing with enough fucking shit that I need to handle, let, let alone, you know, fucking drama on top of it. So. Right, exactly. No drama. You know. Maybe a um, little drama, so we have something to talk about on this show. A little drama, so we have something to talk about, yeah. <laughs> I take back my yeah. advice. Do something terrible so we can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to keep giving me bad advice that I just don't follow. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Call Karina and tell her that she can't bring her boyfriend. <laughs> Get her on the phone right now. We'll, just, we'll connect, we'll call her. We can do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I do. Um, I would find that kind of funny, like, just because, like, it is so amicable and it would be so out of character for you to be like, no, you can't. Yeah, like, like because it's almost like so absurd that it's like people would be taken aback by it. Like it would be very, very funny. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Like, be, like before I started dating Karina, I was, you know, like I asked, uh, you know, I asked this girl out, and she said no. And then she was, uh, you know, I was like, all right, well, fucking, it's cool. And uh, then I mentioned to her, like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to the show at fucking Ironworks or whatever. She's, oh, we're probably going too. Like, ouch. <laughs> what? Ouch, and I was having a fucking miserable time at that show. Like, great, she's going to show up with this dude. Like, and, but I mean, like, you know, that was like on a day's notice. This, I have like four days notice. I'm like, okay, I, I can handle this. I can handle this, you know? And again, I'm not, you know, I'm not upset about her moving on and, and, and getting a new boyfriend as long as he treats her well. Right. And she's happy. I'm, it's good. Right. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. I don't got time to be hung up, like hung up on anybody. And, I, and it's not even, like, so, like, the whole, like, dating app thing is not me being, like, hung up. You mentioned the word vulnerable last night in our conversation, and, yeah, maybe a little bit, but, like... Yeah. It's a different type of vulnerable because you think the word vulnerable and you think, like, a like a wounded animal or, like like, somebody that's in a very easily exploitable state and, like, that's not exactly what I'm trying to get at with vulnerable, but it is like vulnerability in a way because you're a little bit lost and you're looking for something. You don't exactly know what, and it could end up with you like applying your time incorrectly somewhere or yeah, something absolutely. like that. And that's a that's a state of vulnerability in a way. Absolutely, it's certainly a state of uncertainty. Yeah, I think I think that's it. That's the that's where I'm at now is the state of uncertainty. Like, okay, what do I, what do, I do now? Like, I've got you guys and. <laughs> you know, like, but I'm so glad to have you guys. You know what I mean? Like, like this, like having band practice twice and a show and the podcast. Like, that's just been like, yes, something to fucking do, something to look forward to. Getting out of the house, hanging with my friends, just having a good time. Yeah, getting my mind off of every little fucking thing. You know, and then like, on top of everything, I still miss Brian. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like that's been, uh, you know, kind of killing me lately. Just like, man, what would Brian think of all this? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Oh, sorry, but man. But I'm, you know, 
it's a rough, so it's a bit, bit of roughness, and you know, sorry you're you're missing some people and some stuff's happening. It's, uh, it's all good. Shit, it's like, uh, we're here to hang, you know. I, uh, you know, I, I, I definitely um, have dealt with shit like this in the past. Mm. You know what I mean? And and like, you know, it, it's it never gets easier, I guess. I mean, but like, <laughs> you know, like. The the worst part about being single is fucking dating. <laughs> Absolutely the fucking worst. Just having to go on a series of interviews for a job that you're not sure you even want. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see, we got, uh, hey Joe, wearing my NWO shirt as well. Difficult to put on, especially since Scott Hall. Yeah, I walked into... Walked into band practice last night. The first thing I did was too sweet my drummer. And then I went to give him a hug. He's like, no. I'm like, okay. He's like, I got to talk to you guys. I'm like, oh, fuck, what now? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he has a cold. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. COVID. He's taken several tests like I have, in, you know, multiple times in the past when I was dealing with a cold. No, John's just got the sniffles. Nah, he'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you better be. No, I, I was, I, uh, you know, mo- Monday, uh, you know, it was uh, like Sunday. They announced like Scott Hall was in the hospital and like you know uh, on life support. And so Monday, I put on my NWO, my other NWO T-shirt. Uh, I own three of them, but one is a like specifically a Kevin Nash NWO T-shirt. But like, I put on my other NWO T-shirt, and I'm like, man, Scott Hall, this is for you, man. You gotta, you gotta, you know, the 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 word everybody, the phrase everybody was using. You gotta kick out, man. You gotta kick out. And unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, just prior to Monday Night Raw going on the air the other night, he passed away, and uh, you know. You know, and there was, I was telling you, man, there's a video floating around of him on the Jerry Springer show in the mid-90s, and he's talking to these kids, right? And these, these little kids got HIV, but they're, they're like, yeah, we love Scott Hall, you know, we love Razor Ramon. And he comes on the show dressed in his full fucking ring gear with the Intercontinental Championship, comes sits between them. Listen, you know, you're never beat until you quit. So if you don't quit, you're never beat. And then he gives them the fucking Intercontinental Championship belt. Like, this is for you guys. Keep it. Like, damn, dude. <laughs> it's an inspiring moment. Do you know how much those TV-worn belts go for? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but no, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, you know. So, yeah, big, big loss for uh, those of us uh, who are who have been wrestling fans for the last, you know, <laughs> most of our lives, I guess, at this point. But, uh, yeah, it's tough, man. Yeah, you know that's, uh, that's the thing about pro wrestling is it is a business where you lose a lot of your uh, a lot of your favorites very very young. Yeah. So. Um, well, it's it tough, just, man. It's what yeah, it what really what really killed me. What what got him was uh, he had hip surgery, and then he uh, he had multiple heart attacks, suffered because of a blood clot. Mm. which is essentially the same way Brian went. Yeah. And that just crushed me. I'm like, oh, man, no, this, <laughs> like, damn, that sucks. Yeah, kind of takes, <laughs> you know? you, takes you right back to that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. I'm sorry, man. It it's is tough. what it is. Life goes on. So I told my mom today. My mom's texting me, hey, you know, asking me about Karina's new boy. Like, yeah, mom, I knew about this. Thanks. <laughs> you know, 
Like she's like, you can tell me to shut up. I'm like, no, mom, it's cool. It's all right. Life goes on. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. I'm uh, and uh, and in that very moment, I almost grabbed a fucking Beatles album off the shelf. Oh blah d, oh blah da. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well. Jeez. Oh, oh well. But yeah, you know. It is what it is. Life goes on. Yeah, so. that's right, man. Got to keep going. <laughs> if anybody out there wants to date me, I'm single. So, <laughs> not 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 you, Mark. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, a killer show going on tonight. If you guys aren't, uh, you know, if, if you're. Uh, not fully committed to watching this show. You don't want. You don't absolutely have to watch it live, and you can get over to Mohawk Place. That's where it's at, right, Mohawk? Yeah, it's Mohawk. All right, Mohawk. A Wilhelm scream uh, uh, with uh, on the cinders on that show, mm-hmm. and uh, a new band called Gumshoe. That's uh, it's a friend of uh, a friend of mine, Mark Lee. He's uh, not 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 the rapper Mark Lee. The the uh, guitar player Mark Lee is in that band. So. Um, Nice, yeah, man. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a sweet show. I probably would have. I think we both would have gone to that. If we oh, absolutely. If it wasn't, if it wasn't, uh, and it's. I, I would say if it wasn't on a week, we had a show to promote on our show. Yeah, <laughs> we, we probably would have. We probably would have like just been like, yo, we're we're off this week. We're going to see this band. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's. I it, need I I I need to put this out there. I I need somebody to go to the Interrupters Flogging Molly show with. Because of the Interrupters. <laughs> <laughs> when it, wait, when is that? Uh, I will look that up. We'll, we'll figure that out. So let me tell you, I know we've we've gone through this thing about the Irish uh, punk bands, but like <laughs> I love both of them. Uh, I love Flogging Molly more. The Interrupters are fine. That's that one. I wanted that one. There we go. Uh, Johnny's grandfather suffered from COPD, went through the surgery. He was in recovery, and it was a blood clot that got him. So, yeah, like I, I think we can all, I think we all kind of got uh, people we can relate that story to that yeah. my old neighbor it's hard my old neighbor angie her her mom that's the way her mom went Jeez. same same exact situation as brian hernia surgery and then blood clot and gone scary or, man just one day it can just happen we have different yes we definitely have different interests <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right man we uh we got some music to play here yeah let's do um it. this is tomorrow night at rec room you can catch this next band they're opening for crowbar along with anthropic and vulcan the doors at 6 p.m for that one it's 18 dollars in advance and 16 plus i i believe that's uh with a guardian if you're 16 to 21 i i think i don't know uh I, I know. Nope, that's the next show has the Guardian rule. Uh, anyway, so 18 in, 18 advanced, 16 plus, uh, and this is Nine Layers Deep. You you might know uh, one of the members of this band as Ballsy, the uh, door person from Mohawk Place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, this song is called Sunspot on all WNY. Think so, Joe Show.
was nine layers deep the song called sunspot on all wny i think so joe show again catch them tomorrow at the rec room opening for crowbar along with uh, other locals anthropic and vulcan it'd be a good show fuck yeah lots good of show. lots of the squeedly meadleys yeah 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 for sure it's gonna be good it's gonna sound good it's gonna it's gonna be cool just uh you know don't be a drunk asshole if you're at a show at the rec room why not? <laughs> That's where you get drunk. The last time I was at a show at the rec room, I almost got in a fight with a dude. And, like, and like I'm the most fucking passive person you can possibly fucking meet. So, yeah, like, what, what happened? What did this uh, drunk person... Oh, you, you know the fucking guy, man. He's drunk and he's, like, like, trying to, you know, power over everybody. Just fucking terrible. Mm. Like, I hate those people, man. Don't be that person. What show was it? Uh, fucking Anti-Flag. <laughs> That's hilarious that that happened at an Anti-Flag show. Yeah. And also, it's twice as funny because they didn't say anything. Like, Anti-Flag's usually, like, the up and down, yes, side to side, no type band. Like, mm-hmm. the, that, that, the old cliches, if someone falls down, you pick them up. Like, Anti-Flag right, 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 is right. all about that. So if this dude is, like, jumping over people... They would be the first band I would think of to call them out, like them or Joyce Manor, which does it as a shtick. But. Like we were up front for we were up front for the fucking uh, for Bad Cop Bad Cop, and like you know, Karina really wanted to see Anti Flags. So was like, all right, yeah. stay up here and fucking watch Anti Flag. And then this dude is just being a fucking over aggressive dick, and so I threw an elbow at him a couple of times, and then he's still fucking going at it. So I, you know turn around and kind of shove him a little bit and some big dude, like, gets in between us, you know, as is the norm, apparently, it shows now, mm. which is, uh, you know, good. You know? Right, right, enforce uh, your own shit. But then I, I was just like, you know what, fuck it, I don't even want to see this fucking band. I went, and I went, grab my, I took my phone out of my pocket, start walking towards the back of the bar, start texting you guys. Mm. And 
unbeknownst to me, Karina followed me. I'm just like, what are you, what are you doing? Go watch the show. Yeah. She's like, no, no. Are you okay? Like, yeah, I'm fine. Go, go watch the show. You're here to see this band. I don't give a fuck. Like <laughs> I, I saw bad cop, bad cop. I'm good. <laughs> I'll hang out back here. You go up there. You enjoy the show. No, 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 no. Fuck that guy. I'm going to hang out with you. Like, okay, cool. But you know. Well, shit, man. Well, I'm glad you didn't get in a fight at an anti-flag show. That would be a difficult thing to describe to people. Do <laughs> <laughs> you imagine getting in a fight, like getting into the fight, and then they're like, "You can't come back to this venue," and now the fucking Bouncing Souls are playing there. It's like, fuck. Right, right, right. Like, I'm going to the Bouncing Souls, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> obviously, I didn't get kicked out of the venue. I was just like, no, nope, let me fucking let me walk away from this. Like, this ain't fucking worth it to me to fucking get in a fight with this dude. Like, right, right, right. You know. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. That does suck. I don't like when people are, like, overly aggressive and shit, but I don't know. No, I saw it. Rec Room I, is just, the way it's laid out, like, I love that venue. The sound is good, but the way it's laid out with the bar running lengthwise almost to the stage mm -hmm. makes it really hard for people to get up front the way they want to. Right. So it kind of, like, forces people to push on each other more than they would in a venue like Mohawk, where even though it's smaller, it's a separate room where the stage is. So, I don't know. I've seen that a little bit at Rec Room. But that place is cool. I like the Yeah, I, 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 a couple of shows I've seen there have been cool. Just, you know. Um, they, they tend to get most of the shows now that I want to go see, too. Like I, I think Mohawk. I think, like, Bouncing Souls is going to be the first show that I'm going to where I'm like, yes, I actually want to see this band. But, like, <laughs> but, you know, but, like, you know, I didn't mind going to the other. Like, I really, I was excited to see Bad Cop, Bad Cop. They fucking rock, uh, Who were really fucking good. I don't know how they hit those harmonies. Like that—that's always the most impressive thing to me. Like everybody, like if you play your instrument enough, don't don't get me wrong, you can still fuck it up. But like it's easier to replicate that on stage because it's all muscle memory. Mm -hmm. Like being able to nail multi-part harmonies when the acoustics are different at every venue, and so is the mic setup, is pretty unreal to me. And mm -hmm. they are impressive in that regard because they shred. Their bass player jumps all over the fucking place, and they nail those harmonies. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm, point being, huge fan of Bad Cop, Bad Cop. They fucking rock. Yeah, that was my second show at Rec Room. I went to a show before they even had their liquor license. Like, they had just opened. It was like their first show was face-to-face. -face okay. Doing an acoustic set. And, you know, I didn't know shit about face-to-face. -face, but I was there because, you know, she wanted to go. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go, I'll, I'll go see this band with you. That'd be cool, mm. you know? I'm trying so. to think what I've seen there. Cause yeah, when they opened, there were a bunch of shows that I was not super interested in. But like, yeah, we went to we saw the Menzingers there. They are fucking great. It's like the tenth time we've seen them. Uh, so on the Cinder opened for Leftover Crack. That show fucking rocked. Um, I don't know. That I think I had I had a show that night. Okay. I, so uh, otherwise, I probably would have uh, tried to have gone. Yeah, that show fucking kicked. Days and Days was there. It was awesome. That's what I'm looking for. Oh, yeah. I'm very curious to see what date this is. Oh, uh, look at it that. It is at Art Park, and it is on, where the fuck is it? Uh, July 2nd. July 2nd in Art Park. Oh, yeah. man. I got to look into that because I'm going to fucking go to that show if I don't have something that night. Flogging Molly, Interrupters, Special Guests, Tiger Army, and The Skints. I am not familiar with The Skints. I like the Interrupters well enough. I love Flogging Molly. Tiger Army is one of the first bands that I, like, when I went to I went to Warp Tour when I was, like, fucking 13, and they were the first band that we saw. I had no idea who they were, 
and just from a live perspective, they blew me the fuck away. I know that they are not for everyone, and some people are not super into them, but that band always impresses me. We saw, uh, the first time I saw the Interrupters was at Warp Tour uh, several years ago. Mm -hmm. I went with, uh, Meredith Snow got me in for free. Cool. Uh, So, uh, and... uh, Thanks, Meredith. But, like, she was off shooting pictures and everything, and... uh, and and so like I was like off watching bands and I texted my buddy Brandon like Brandon where are you at he's like oh I'm over here I'm over at the big stage and watching the, you know the interrupters are about to come on well that okay cool I'm gonna go meet you over there mm-hmm. I didn't know who the fuck the interrupters were so we go I see the interrupters they fucking put on a killer you know thirty minute set or whatever the fuck you know because it's warp tour. And, uh, you know, Brandon's ride fell through, so I got him, you know, I got Meredith to drive him home. And he's just telling us the whole way home about, oh, yeah, the Interrupters, you know, they're signed by they're signed by Hellcat and, you know, Tim Timebomb's on a lot of their songs and, mm-hmm. you know, like, just gushing about the Interrupters. And so, like, I kind of got into them that way. So, you know, I've seen them four times now. Mm, nice. Or t- yeah, I saw because I saw him later in Rochester, and then I saw him at uh, Warp Tour again, the last Warp Tour. Mm. Like that was the one band that I was like, all right, I'm leaving the fucking, <laughs> you know, I'm leaving the DJ booth here, the you know, because we were we were um, we were doing a live broadcast along with the Struggle Is Real, uh, you know, long name music podcast. There, um, we were doing a live broadcast from there, which never got recorded. I'll take the blame for that. Uh, and uh, but which sucks because I got to interview Kevin Lyman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's pictures, but there's no fucking audio. But anyway, I got. Uh, but that was the one band where I'm like, look, I'm leaving here to go see them. And so we went and saw the Interrupters. Came right back to the booth, and yeah, uh, you know, I, mean, I, I ended up leaving again to see Kosha Dills. <laughs> mm. <laughs> No, Kosha Dills played on the local stage. Who the fuck did we go see? We went and saw somebody. I forget who uh, who it was, but like everybody else was like, "Yeah, we're gonna go see this." Like, okay, cool, we're gonna come with you guys, I guess. So, nice, yeah, man. I, I think I've only seen the Interrupters once. Oh, you that- know what? It was it was Kaiser Solzy. Oh, okay, 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 cool. Who we who we went to go see? Because he was the one that got us all in. So, okay, yeah, and got us the interview with, like, because we asked about interviewing Kevin Lyman. He's like, nah, 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 you know. And the next thing I know, he's like. He's like, hey, um, go back to your booth. I'm like, okay. He's like, hang out a second. And then the next thing you know, here comes Kevin Lyman. Like, hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> you know, yeah, like, that's cool. Holy shit, you're the dude, you're, you're the reason we're all fucking here. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew this because I had done the fucking things you might not know video about it. So, you know, that was that was cool for me. It's like, hey, I know who you are because I did this this video about Warp Tour. That's so, cool, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, fucking, I've, I've seen the Interrupters once. I think you you were at the show. It was the one Masked Intruder opened for at the okay, yeah, Ballroom. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And they put on a great show. I fucking really, really like them. I am a ska kid from back in the day, and what ends up happening when you really love something, when you really, really, really love something, like, down to your core, to the point where I have a checkerboard wallet still at 32 <laughs> years of age... And I was in a ska band in high school, and it was all I thought about for years, is you burn yourself out on it, and you become a judgmental prick. And the thing is, when I first heard the Interrupters, I was like, oh yeah, I heard this 20 years ago. And I'm wrong to think that. 
but I just can't handle ska anymore when it's a new <laughs> band. I'm like, uh, I'm, and I'm half fucking joking here, obviously. Right, right, right. But like, I really, really, really like the interrupters. But the point I'm making is on this bill, like, and this is to your chagrin, give me Flogging Molly all fucking day and give me Tiger Army. Like, have you ever seen Tiger Army? I don't think I have. It's entirely possible I have and just don't remember because there's a lot of fucking warp Tours that I've been to. I've seen a lot of bands on them, Edge Fests and all that. Like, so, you know, there's a lot of a lot of bands that I've seen that I couldn't tell you who the hell they were. Dude, I am, I am an ardent defender of Tiger Army. Uh, they're... You kind of know who they are. I, I've heard of them, at least. Yeah, yeah. they're a psychobilly, almost like horror pop type of band. Okay. They they're, they have a stand-up bass. The, guys play, the guy plays slap. At one point um, in their early days, their drummer was the same drummer from AFI. I think it was Adam Carson, I believe was his okay. name. So, and I'm talking early AFI, like uh, Answer That and Stay Fashionable, like before they got gothic and, and, and shit like that. But um, Tiger Army is awesome. They're kind of emo-y, but it's like if you smashed, like, the Misfits into, like, the Stray Cats, that's what you get with Tiger Army. And I love them, but... I, I could get down with that. Yeah, but people <laughs> I, have mixed reviews of them. People will be like, that's kind of, like, cringy, and I'm like, no, I, it's fucking I, not. I rock. definitely <laughs> own multiple albums from both the Misfits and the Stray Cats on vinyl. Right, so. <laughs> right, exactly. And so like, I could definitely get down with that. And it's funny that they're playing on another bill with another Irish punk rock band because the last time I saw Tiger Army, I wasn't even aware that they were still a band. They were actually promoting a new album. They were opening for Dropkick Murphys when I was living downstate. <laughs> and me and Natalie went with Mike from On the Cinder and his wife Molly and a bunch of their friends from downstate. And it was fucking fantastic. And I'm sorry that you hate the Irish punk, buddy, but it's fantastic. I'll deal with it. I'll, I'll deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> just to go, just to go see the fucking interrupters again. <laughs> oh man, I love the interrupters, man. I'll tell you what they are—they like, are great. I was talking shit for no yeah. reason. I—I'll I, I, tell you I what, really man, like, like that first album. Like before, lot. before I went and saw the bomb, uh, the bomb pops uh, open for uh, for uh, Dropkick a couple mm -hmm. of weeks ago, right? Mm -hmm. I'm in my fucking kitchen. And you know I've got the I've got the you know whole home setup thing with all the fucking you know wiretap devices right, so I'm in my kitchen I'm like hey wiretap play uh, play the bomb pops, and it's like okay here's the bomb pops on YouTube music I'm a match she's kerosene like this is not the fucking bomb pops <laughs> it's another it's another semi punk band with a lady singer so I, obviously I, it's the same I, band I, I, I like sexist I, freaking Google. I love the interrupters <laughs> but this is but but this is not the bomb pops that's funny it happened that with another funny. it happened with another female fronted band the other day and I can't remember who it was but I asked it no you know what I played no it played a different interrupter song when I tried that really? the other day oh, I'm like play the bomb pops here's the bomb pops like what's your plan for tomorrow like no this is also the interrupters but the thing is once you skip that first interrupter song it just plays straight up the bomb pops like what the fuck why why you got to do that to me <laughs> interrupters are on a bigger bigger label they're getting the, the yeah. precedence it's that payola buddy it's payola I, in 2022 I, I love the interrupters but when i ask for the fucking bomb pops i want the bomb pops not the fucking interrupters <laughs> at least you know at least like like give me masked intruder or something instead you know? like, <laughs> no, i fucking love masked intruder too so well they're they're great man the first time i had seen them uh, actually, they opened for, um, uh, what's it called, uh, like live band punk rock karaoke. 
at the upstairs at the old waiting room. Right, right, and right. And I was I just wanted to go see punk rock karaoke. So I, I think on the cinder plate and then Mast Intruder and then it was punk rock karaoke. And you know, it was it was a smaller venue than Mast Intruder usually plays now because it was just a club. So there were probably like two hundred people there. Still mm-hmm. a lot of people. But um, you know, the guy that you know, they have the guy dressed up as the cop running around uh, slamming people's drinks, uh, doing, doing blow. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> and they're on stage doing that, that shtick they do where they're fucking with people. Where like, eh, this song's about going on a crime spree. It's called crime spree. Which Brian fucking loved. <laughs> it's hilarious. No, it's, th- that shit is my jam too because it's <laughs> Oh like, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fucking great. It's like the anti-joke. Like, I don't, like, like, like there's so much, it's not like thought, but like it takes, it takes some effort and it really takes some gusto to go for that because it's not a joke. Like, people could be like, well, you're an idiot, or they don't like the shtick and they think you're sticky, basically. But mm-hmm. he, they're, they're really funny with it, and they're very entertaining. And the fact that they can do it before every song and it's still funny yes. is a testament exactly. to how good it is. Um, we would we would be at brand practice and Brian would fucking do that before we'd play a song. Right, yeah. right. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's so fucking funny, and they're so tight, and also, like, the fact that he does it in that accent and then goes into this, like, extremely high-pitched, bordering on, like, Coheed and Cambria pop-punk right. voice is fucking great, and, and they're so good. But, I'll like, tell you what, man, the first time I ever heard Coheed, uh, I was dating this girl, and she's like, oh, here, you gotta listen to this band, and she puts on Coheed, I'm like, I, I, why do I need them? I already have Rush. <laughs> that's pretty funny I, I, and, and I'll tell you what like like I, I do like some Coheed stuff so like yeah. I, you know you know there, there is something to be said for that band but like the first time I ever heard it it's like why do I listen to this guy when I've got Getty Lee at, you know like it's like it's like mom can we get Getty Lee we've got Getty Lee at home <laughs> but, you know whatever I don't know that's, that's, that's just me I guess but <laughs> nah man uh, freaking I, I, I'm with you like I, 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 I don't know. I, I get the comparison, I guess is what I'm saying. I love Coheed, though, because they are kind of like prog punk, but they're, 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 I see the similarities to Rush, but they're, they're distinct, too. I just, anytime I would hear them, for the longest time, that would be my first fucking thought, was like, fuck, I could just listen to Rush. <laughs> but then, like, uh, Welcome Home was in, like, Guitar Hero or Rock Band or one of those games, and it's like, oh, holy yeah. shit, this song is fucking epic. Yeah. And then it became the, it was the theme song for WWE's uh, NXT brand for a little while. Okay. Which was like, so oh, cool, now it. I get to hear this song every fucking week. You're hearing it all the time. It's getting yeah. drilled into, yeah. Uh, so I, I dig that song. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, there's there's a lot of bands I don't like. There's a lot of bands I do like. So, uh, favorite Coheed song, Welcome Home. It was on the Nine soundtrack. I don't have the, the thing pulled up already. They just go oh, straight to. Oh, man. Because uh, it, was, it was behind the interrupters thing. <laughs> Dude, what a, what a, that's, I, I shouldn't say deep cut, but like that's like a blast from the past. I haven't thought about Nine in <laughs> years. And that is a, a pretty, uh, it's a really good concept. There were parts of that movie that I thought didn't work well, but like conceptually, that's a great flick. Like, very dark, kind of, yeah. I love I love Rush, but my BF hates them. Irreconcilable differences, disappointed face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well that that is a that is a yeah that's a no go. You need to be with somebody that likes Rush, like or at least respects Rush. You don't need to like them, but Rush. I, I tell you what, rocks. man. Like I I've had moving pictures on vinyl for like the longest time, right? And I was mm-hmm. I was at um, the the Dropkick Rancid show, 
uh, with like Karina's cousin and his buddy Death Weasel, who I have a great fucking story about. Uh, but uh, we're standing there and we're just having, a, you know, we're just, you know, three of us are having a conversation and they're like, man, you don't even have a fucking record collection unless you have, um, oh fuck, what's the name of the goddamn album? I own it now. Uh, like you don't, you don't even have a record collection unless you have this particular Rush album. And I'm like, I, I don't right. have that. And then I saw it, like I, I, then I saw it while I was fucking crate digging and I'm like, I guess I'm buying it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I see that. You know, now it's going to bug me what the fuck album that is, but yeah, you, uh, you gotta, yeah. Now, now I'm, so that is actually a good discussion though. What is like, like, from your perspective, and I'll do mine too, like I'll start off with it, like what is your album that is like you don't have a record collection unless you have it? For me, I, I, I've got two of them, and the first one is Fleetwood Mac's Rumors. Yes. You just need a copy of that. <laughs> Everybody needs a copy I, of that. I had a copy of Fleetwood Mac Rumors before I even had a record player. Yes, ex dude, exactly. And then my number two, and this is... I guess this doesn't apply to everyone, but if you're into punk rock and you don't have this album, or if you're into any pop music of the last 30 years and you don't have this, you don't know what you're doing, is The Replacements, Tim. We were talking about that last night, and I had mentioned I'm not familiar with it, but now you're telling me. Now I'm on I'm on, I'm on Discogs, as he's telling me about, you need to own this record. Yeah, dude. Uh, the, just because I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck that Rush record was. The, the Replacements, Tim, and... I would say some people argue that a farewell it's more to important. kings was the rush album. A farewell to kings. Farewell to kings. See, I don't have that, so I don't have a record collection. So uh, I have a bunch of disposable vinyl at this point because I don't have that. I think uh, I, I think you don't have a record collection if you don't own Frampton Comes Alive. And that's not to say that Frampton Comes Alive is, like, a great fucking record to listen to. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, it, it goes back to Wayne's World, you know, where it's like, have I ever heard of Frampton Comes Alive? They used to send this in the ma in, in the mail with samples of Tide. Like, you know, so yeah. You know, it's, it, and, and, and which is like the reason I fucking own that album is because like, do you really have a record collection without this? It's the same reason I own uh, Ted Nugent's Double Live Gonzo. I've never fucking listened to it. I never will fucking listen to it because fuck Ted Nugent. But like, you know. Uh, I've got that. <laughs> but like, that do you have a record collection if you don't have Ted Nugent Double Live Gonzo? That album's fucking great. And, and, I, and, I'm and, not and, a fan it, of Nugent, but that album fucking rules. <laughs> it kind of, and that also goes back to Wayne's World because it's like, you guys were great. It's Double Live Gonzo, Intensity Intensities. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know? And it's like, shit, I gotta get all these fucking records they mentioned in Wayne's World. Like, I, I, I have to. Uh, what do we got here? So, uh, Peter Gabriel's So, where is it? Here it is. Uh, Sting, Nothing Like the Sun. I, I have so on digital. I don't have it on vinyl yet. Uh, doesn't mean I won't get it, but I don't have it on vinyl. I just got, uh, I just got a Phil Collins record the other, a uh, couple of weeks ago. Um, I don't... Phil fucking Collins. I don't remember which one it was, but I got a Phil Collins record a couple... I've been trying to... <laughs> what I, what I really would like to get is, like, a Greatest Hits Phil Collins vinyl, but they, they never put out any of the Greatest Hits records on vinyl. You gotta buy them all individually. So you gotta buy all the fucking records. <laughs> Which, like, you know, when I went, when I, I, I'm sitting here one day, and my brain just goes, do, 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 looking out my back door, and I'm like, fuck, now I gotta buy a CCR record. <laughs> and so I go on Discogs, and I start looking at, I, I had, like, all of the fucking CCR records, like, lined up to go in my cart before I was like, oh, shit, they have a Greatest Hits. 
And now I own two different uh, CCR Greatest Hits albums, which I think have like the same songs on them. But one like really, one's like a really old one I got out of this $10 fucking collection I bought from Brian that's just in really shit condition. I already had uh, the newer one in like, like brand new. Like, but I had like, just that happens to me every now and then. I'll get a song in my head like, I need to fucking buy that on vinyl. Yeah. Absolutely need to buy that on vinyl. Yeah. I think for that. I think for every rocker, the album you definitely need Black Sabbath Paranoid. I don't own any Black Sabbath, if you could believe that. I actually don't think I do either. That's weird because I had I, the CD growing up, but I'm pretty I sure got, I have an Aussie record. Uh, so I got <laughs> what my uh, my uncle Scott was getting rid of a bunch of his old discs, and he just gave me a milk crate full of stuff, and I listened to most of it. There's a couple I still haven't spun. Um, and there might have been a Black Sabbath disc in there, but I don't think I have Paranoid. And that is correct. Like, that is a, a necessity. Uh, apparently. I, I don't think I have it. I had it on CD when I was, like, 12. <laughs> apparently, by the way, and this doesn't count the Working Class Stiffs record because I didn't find it on Discogs and didn't feel like making a fucking page for it on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my collection is at 498. So almost 500 now. Nice. Good do for I you, man. Do Ozzy record? That's a, that's a good question. Let me see. I, should... I do. I have Blizzard of Oz. I okay. should I should index mine on there because I just I sometimes I also have forget a I have record. stuff. You know what you know what sucked was like I didn't start cataloging my shit till I was at like eighty five records. Right, so, so now, that's a long afternoon. <laughs> so now it was a long like three fucking days because I'm the kind of person who's like no I got to have the right fucking version on here. So I'm sitting there mm. looking at you know trying to tilt it, tilt it in the right light so you could see the fucking, all the text in the run-out grooves so you could type it all in. Right. You know, some of the shit I didn't have uh, sleeves for, uh, like like Meet the Beatles, I don't have a sleeve for. Mm. And, like, you know, there's a bunch that have the same fucking information in the run-out groove and the difference is on the fucking sleeves. So it's like, what fucking version do I have? Mm. <laughs> you know? Never gonna know. Um, so that took that that was a uh, that was a process. So now anytime I get vinyl, I try to try to add it to the collection right away if I can. Uh, and uh, we're gonna get to some music right now. Oh, here's another band playing Friday. See, I, you see what I did? I put them in the middle of the show, and I put us last. So you so you get the recency bias. Yeah, I love so, it. So you, you good so, good planning. So you can hear this and be like, no, I I gotta go see that band on Friday. But then you hear us later and you're like, no, I gotta go see this band on Friday. Uh, so the long cold dark. I love these guys. I love them to death. If you are into fucking heavy metal uh, more than you're into punk, please by all means, I will not be mad if you go to their show. If you're more into punk than heavy metal, I will be mad if you go to their show. But come you know come to our show instead. But I fucking love the long cold dark. I really do. I I've. Uh, I've gotten to hang out with Jason uh, from The Long Cold Dark in many, many different cities at many different Metallica shows at this point um, because we went to Foxborough together. We met up in San, uh, San Francisco. We met up in Vegas. Uh, and uh, we'll probably meet up in Pittsburgh, too, So and Buffalo, of course. Uh, but The Long Cold Dark are performing this Friday. They're headlining this show at Mohawk Place with Diceros and Eyes of the Blind, all friends of mine, Love all those guys to death, and if I was not playing Friday night, that's where I'd be, but uh, I'm playing, and I hope some of you will choose us over them. Uh, But uh, this is The Long Cold Dark, and this song is called Tunnel Vision on all WNY Think So Joe Show.
The Long Cold Dark on all WNY Think So Joe Show. Again, catch them. I didn't tell you where to catch them. Uh, that is at Mohawk Place with Diceros and Eyes of the Blind, 7 p.m., $10 to get into that show, 18 and up. Uh, if you're under 18, you could get in with your guardian. Fuck yeah. Go see some rock and roll. Hell yeah. Go to, go to a show this weekend. Go, Doesn't yeah. have to be ours. 
I'd, I'd like it to be ours, but it doesn't have to be ours. Just go do something. Stop playing Elden Ring. Go do something this weekend. Advice for yourself there? Uh, that's advice for everybody. <laughs> Sold uh, like 13 million copies or something. There's lots of people that need to go to a show this weekend. Apparently, this uh, our, our shit disconnected from YouTube here, so we're going to have to put up Restream bot stuff. So uh, our, 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 our little chat bot thing. Um, mm. Recyclable vinyl, not disposable. You can always sell vinyl to a pressing plant. Uh, mm. That is good to know. I have a shit ton of fucking vinyl uh, between a collection I bought that I picked through and got what I wanted and, like, let my landlady pick through and get what she wanted. Uh, she's also got a shit ton of uh, vinyl down there that's been just destroyed, like, water, water yeah. long. So, like, uh, so that might be uh, something for me to research, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Tim's going to set up the Discogs page for the Working Class Diss album very soon so that I can uh, do what I got to do there. And, and Nice. Catalog that shit. I need to uh, pick that up. In the meantime, during the song break, I bought the replacements Tim on vinyl. That's fucking go, <laughs> buddy. Mint copy. Mint copy. Dude. I mean I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, it's just it's just classic, dude. Like every band that we like from the nineties and early two thousands, and then all of the bands that they inspired all listen to the fucking replacements. And I don't that's not why it's good. I'm just trying to say that is like the legacy that that album has. Like the 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 diverse influences, fucking songwriting, and just I don't know. It's it's the transition from the like extreme punk to more like pop, but like classic songwriting. I don't know. They're the fucking best. The replacements are the shit. Like replacements are like top three band for me. They fucking rule. Let's see if we can get this uh, back up and running here the way it's supposed to be with the with the. Uh, on-screen chat stuff. So, so one other thing happened in the break. Well, yeah, apparently go, two go, other. Go things. ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Von Miller to the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Von Miller to the Bills. Let's fucking go. I don't want to hear any of this shit about how he's old. Oh, he can't do it. Fuck that. That guy just won a Super Bowl with the Rams, and now he's coming to Buffalo because he wants to win another one, if not four straight. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I cannot fucking wait. Do you really want the Bills to go to four straight Super Bowls again? I want it to be, <laughs> yes, I want it to be completely symmetrical, like, or not symmetrical, um, you know, I'd be fine with symmetrical, actually, that would be far enough down the line, I'd probably be dead at that point, so what you want is, they lost four in a row, now they go to four in a row and they win four in a row, and then I die before they go to four in a row and lose them all, and I'm fine with that, like, as long as I get to live in the good era where they win four straight. I mean, it's going to happen with our, our, our boy, Buffalo's son, Josh Allen. He's going to take us to the promised land. I cannot fucking wait. And I'm just, man, fucking Von Miller to the fucking Bills. Wow, and tight end O.J. Howard on a one-year deal. Let's fucking go. This team is out for blood, dude. I cannot wait. Bring on football season. Can I just skip to September, please? Please. I mean, you still got the rest of hockey season. You got the Stanley Cup playoffs. I don't care if Buffalo's in it or not. I'm not skipping the Stanley Cup playoffs, dude. Yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, 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 I give I will a shit. Sit here. No, I will literally sit. I got four screens in front of me. I will literally sit here with a game on each fucking one. And, and watch playoff hockey all fucking night. Like, I mean, I, I'm for it. I, I enjoy that. We used to go to Fat Bob's during the playoffs and watch every game and drink super cheap beer, and it was great. But I, 
am at a point, you know, and I, I shouldn't say this shit because I'm about to immediately contradict it. Up until about a week ago, I was so dejected on the Sabres that I didn't even want to think about hockey. I was like, I just don't care. Like, I am a fan of the sport, but it hurts a little too much right now, and there's much better shit I could be doing with my time, like playing Elden Ring. Uh, <laughs> but after the last couple Sabres games, I am now reinvested in the Buffalo Sabres, and I w- am excited to see where this team goes, and by extension, my interest in the remainder of the hockey season and the playoffs is creeping back up, even though I know the Sabres will not be a part of the playoffs. I still say we need to go to RJ night on April 1st. April, I, you, know what, uh, you know what sucks, man, is because, like, like, like fan appreciate. we were talking about how we both love fan appreciation night, right? Mm-hmm. Fan appreciation night is going to be RJ's last game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so you but, wanna... <laughs> but, but, if I'm not mistaken... I believe they've got it set up now where you can get an app on your phone, listen to the commentary in real time while you're at the game. So I don't know about while you're at the game because the app I use is on a a tape delay. Um, Maybe the Sabres have one that you can use when you're in the arena. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw something like that maybe like a month or two ago. Oh, really? Okay. So, yeah, that that would be... I mean, they should just put it on the... I know you can't interfere with... It would be like interfering with the game and unfair for the other team, but, like, just put it over the loudspeaker, man. Just put it in the arena. That's what people want to hear that game. Not the last game before our our, our team is disbanded largely and retains seven core pieces. (laughs) (laughs) And, and most of the piece, people that leave never play in the NHL again. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Over over the last week, we've we've beaten Jack Eichel in the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, that was which, great. Who hasn't? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> fair enough, but it means a lot when the Sabres do it. And we've we destroyed the Toronto Maple Leafs again. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was a lot of fun. On a, on a much grander stage this time, too. And got rid of Austin Matthews for two games. Yeah. We were talking about that a little bit last night and yeah. how, how dangerous that, that cross-check was. Was. Yeah, well, that, that um, yeah, it was so tough. Intent, you know, the intent or not, my my opinion was the intent wasn't there, and uh, you know, to to hit him in the neck as he did, uh, and with you know Matthews having just a squeaky clean record, I'm super surprised. I I would imagine any other fucking game if that happened, that wasn't a suspension. They did that like that was the NHL. Like, well, people saw that. I mean, I mean, that is a good point because they've been very inconsistent in enforcing those calls. I forget. I'm I'm just terrible at relaying information because I'm always like, I forget who it was, but somebody who did something similar. But there was like basically the exact same play like four months ago and they gave him a fine, not a suspension. But I, 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 I do agree with you that like Matthews is not that type of player. I don't as much as I don't like him. I don't right, think right. He's a, that's what that's that's just it. Far be it for me to defend a Toronto Maple Leaf, right. but like, but I don't think he's a dirty player. Yeah, I don't think that, I, I, that I, is his mo. But I do think in that situation, and, and 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 again, like I don't want to throw anyone under the bus here. Like basically, what I think happened is he brought a gun to a knife fight or a sure. gun to a fist fight because. Yeah, Dalene committed like two or three penalties against him in that sequence that the refs did not call and just let him go. But then, out of frustration, Matthews goes up high mm-hmm. and he missed the shoulder and hit the neck. And the mm-hmm. thing with that is, like, whether or not you're aiming to hit the neck, you can't go up high like that because mm-hmm. if you hit the neck, you can kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, if you 
we were talking about this. Obviously, we're not fucking hockey players. Mm-hmm. We're we're from Buffalo. We eat chicken wings and McDonald's. We're in terrible fucking <laughs> shape. If you were to do that to me, I would be dead right now. Yeah. You would snap my neck in half and I would be dead. So the point is, if you caught Darlene where he was making an awkward movement, you could have fucking killed him. So you got to suspend him because you can't go high like that. Okay. Fair. Even even if you're aiming for the shoulder and you missed, you, you, the, the risk is too great. Mm-hmm. It's the same reason, even if you're driving drunk and you don't hit somebody, they still arrest you because you fucking, you could kill somebody. Yes. You know? Oh, we were talking about this last night. We were talking about this exact thing. Enforcers <laughs> in the NHL. And we were talking about, because there's a, there's a great book out there. It is called... Uh, Major misconduct, and I can't think of the name of the author off the top of my head, and I apologize. Uh, but I, I've read hey, this you book. <laughs> I've read this book, and uh, we'll wait for the camera to stop. Shit, you just yeah, like, sorry about you just that. Hip check the fucking table. It's all good. I'm an enforcer. Um, what can I say? Yeah, right. Uh, we were talking about this. There's this great book out there. It's called uh, Major Misconduct, and it is about fighting in hockey. It is about that exact thing. Enforcers, specifically, like players who you know, probably would not have been in the National Hockey League had they not been big dudes that could throw punches and fight and defend the team when something like what happened to uh, Rasmus Dahlin happened. Right. And, of course, you know, there was, there was the big hit from uh, Dylan Cousins after that. So, yeah, that was you know, so we, 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 Which was that enough was for me. Enough for, it was enough for me because if you remember when fucking Ryan Miller got bowled over by, uh, what's his name, the piece of shit, uh, Milan Lucic, right? And nobody did shit about it mm. except for Miller calling him a piece of shit on, in a post-game interview. Uh, <laughs> but this book is about fighting in hockey and the long-term effects of being that player. And it, and it was inspired by former Sabres, uh, Sabres Steve Montador, who passed away uh, suicide because of how fucked up his brain was. Uh, you know, they discovered after the fact, you know, that he had CTE. And it's from fighting in hockey. So you get it, you know, I and, and, and this is coming from a guy who literally sat and watched three hours of fucking Rob Ray fights back in the day. Um, I don't know that I want to see, uh, that I want to see, fighting at at that level uh you know that we that we've previously had it like i get tempers flare and 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 you know you know people need to you know blow off steam and and i appreciate that it's still just a five minute major for each player instead of you know you're out of the fucking game go home you know get out of here you're suspended like i appreciate that but at the same time i you know i kind of cringe a little bit when i see a hockey fight these days after reading that book because it is about like the damage that these players take and and the lives you know that they lead after taking this damage. No, I mean I can't argue with you on that because it's pretty much been shown that yeah, I mean any repeated blow to the head is going to fuck you up irreparably forever. It, it, not gonna, fine. I gotta speak more specifically. I gotta be careful with that. It's not gonna, but it's but likely. Definitely, it's, highly, it's likely. highly likely to, yes. you know? And, and, and yeah, and you don't want to sit there rooting for that for your own entertainment. But, like, at the same time, I do understand the argument. I don't, I don't know if I agree with it, but I do understand the argument of if you bring the enforcers back, then what you're dealing with is CTE as opposed to, like, if that, if that play... Or, or if that if that you know cross check that Matthews made happened every single night, mm-hmm. somebody would die once a season. You know, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. so 
you know, is it a I, I, I get is it, it is it a staggering your priorities type of thing where you try to remove a motherfucker getting killed and you allow a motherfucker to have CTE, or do we all just say, hey man, like, how about we have refing that prevents that cross check from even happening? You yeah. know, that's probably where I would. I sit mean, on it. if but then that's, if if we're being honest, that should have been a, a major. He only got two for that. It should have been a major. Yeah. Uh, let's let's be honest about that. Like I'm not gonna sit here like like I don't I I given his track record, mm-hmm. I you know I I I would have been okay had he not been suspended. But I really absolutely do think that should have been uh, should have been five minutes. Uh, but but you know yeah I I you know I I I don't mind seeing a good fight when I'm at a game. Yeah, dude, but at I the mean, same time, it's like, oh man, like I hope these guys are okay. Oh, dude, that animal like instinct in your brain just kicks in, and you're like, yeah, fucking kill them. Like you know, and you say shit like kill them. You don't mean literally kill them, but you you say it out of excitement, and you're like a little piece of you is like, yeah, fuck them up, man. Like, I mean, like when that's I, I want to see, it's awesome. When I was younger, it's like, oh yeah, good, that guy's hurt, and he's out of the fucking. I don't want to see anybody get hurt, man. Yo, Nobody. that shit. I don't give a shit who it is. That shit. Is... I, I will fucking jokingly say shit like, oh man, I hope somebody hits Sidney Crosby tonight, preferably the same. Bony driver, but I don't fucking need it. Right, I don't want to see the dude actually get hurt. He's trying to make a living. You know what I mean? Well, exactly. That's that's just fucking it. And anybody that's cheering for somebody that gets hurt, it's so fucking limp. Yeah. You're a piece yeah, of a- shit. Ab- absolutely. Like, I absolutely never want to see anybody get hurt. I remember it happened in the. Uh, oh God, man. See, this is me again. I don't have fucking specifics on anything. It was uh, the Toronto Raptors when they won the NBA championship, and I was like, cool. I want to fucking watch the Toronto game. And um, I think they were playing the Warriors, and their one of their players got really severely fucked up and got hurt and was being, like, escorted off the court, and everyone's fucking cheering. And the uh-huh. Raptors players are going, no, no, no. Right, was, right, right, right. And it's like, I get it. Like, you want you want Canada. It's Canada's only team because the, the Grizzlies moved to Memphis. Mm-hmm. And you want your country to win the championship for the first time ever in the NBA and only, like, the third time ever because the Expos never won shit. Well, I, I, you know, hockey, fuck that. But the, the major American sports, you right. want them to win. But, like, you can't cheer for a motherfucker that tears his ACL and he's getting hauled off. Like, that's really shitty. I mean, like, <laughs> I used to, my, my kid used to cheerlead, so I would go to, like, I would take her to the games and shit. And, like, you know, they had that instilled. If a player is fucking hurt, everybody takes a fucking knee yeah. and waits until this guy, you know, this player is, you know, either okay or taken off. And, like, you know, the, the cheerleaders start, you know, you know, give that player a hand, you know, like fucking, you know, right. cheer for him when he's okay. Don't, don't fucking cheer because somebody gets hurt. That's fucking stupid. Man. Well, right, exactly. And it's like... Hey, when I, I was know. younger, I was stupid like that. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, fuck that guy. I'm glad well, he got... No, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. Well, we all are. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm not... Yeah, I, I've... Yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, you don't want to admit it, but like I've had moments in like Bill's games where someone's gotten hurt and I've been like, I, I don't want that guy to be hurt, but I know that's good for us. And, like, <laughs> right, 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 and it's right, like right. you wrestle with that thought that yeah. you have. You yeah, try yeah, yeah, to yeah. prevent the thought from even coming into your head, but like once it does... You be mature enough to be like, hey, you know what I'm not going to do? Be a jackass to this person. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's like, that. you do fucking clap when someone gets up. We're told to check out the film Ice Guardians about the Enforcers. I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, no idea. I've uh, seen Goon. I was going to say, I've seen Goon. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen Goon. American Pie on Ice. 
<laughs> no, yeah, basically. Goon is fucking great. I, I have not seen Ice Guardians. Maybe I'll check I, it out. I am pretty sure I was still with my ex-wife when I saw Goon, and my ex-wife was the kind of person who, like, if I was watching a movie that had any kind of nudity in it, I'd uh-huh. be getting an earful about it. <laughs> Whether I'm like, I didn't fucking make this movie. I've never seen this movie before. I didn't know that this was what what I was going to get in this movie. And you're fucking yelling at me for watching this movie. That is about something that I fucking love. Like when I saw uh, The Wrestler uh, with Mickey Rourke, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's um, Marissa Tomei plays a stripper in the movie. And she's, you know, she's naked in the movie. And I'm getting fucking yelled at because I'm watching this fucking movie. I'm like, I didn't know this was going to fucking happen. I've never seen this Oscar-nominated movie before. Right. It's about professional fucking wrestling, which I fucking love. How are you going to get mad at me? for Like, I didn't bur- know she was naked in the fucking movie. You're burying- I'm not watching it for this fucking scene. You're burying the lead there, like... Who gives a fuck if there's nudity in a movie? Like, My ex-wife that's, did. That's the yeah. She's fucking <laughs> full of shit. That's absolute dog shit, man. Like, no, come on. What the fuck? Like, I, dude, I don't know. Like, I don't even need to. I don't even think that idea is worth breaking down. But like, like, like nudity is art, and in it, it will. Yeah, sorry, art occasionally uses nudity, and, yeah. and and in some ways, nudity is also art. And it's like, it's not. I don't even know how to break that down because it's so fucking asinine. Like, if it is conducive to telling the story and that is the character that you're attempting to portray you can't be mad at that and be like you're looking at porn you know like it's, it's just a it's just a a a bad faith misrepresentation of your intentions with your viewing in order to shit on you it's basically abusive the, it, yeah like, basically yeah, i was i was dealing with this all the fucking time because like I was watching Man on the Moon right with uh, with fucking Jim Carrey yeah, which, dude. which is Kaufman. which he's yeah. portraying Andy Kaufman and Andy Kaufman of course you know is of uh, you know comedy legend absolutely but also a legendary figure in the world of professional wrestling and yeah. that is portrayed in that film there is a scene in the film where Jim Carrey as Andy Kaufman is in bed with like two naked women that I I'd seen the movie before but I'd forgotten all about that, and you know I'm getting yelled at for that. Like, oh, you. This is why you're watching this. But like, no, I'm watching this fucking movie because it's yeah. a good fucking movie about a it's, about Andy fucking Kaufman. Uh, it's just a, like, a, an abusive load of absolute dog shit. There you go. Mark would go straight for Marissa Tomei. <laughs> Who wouldn't? She's awesome, man. Oh yeah, man. Fucking my cousin Vinny. Oh my. Oh goodness. yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that was a, that was a Joe Knows Jack movie, and now I fucking own it on Blu-ray. My mom saw it after I saw it. It's a great flick. <laughs> my, mom, a, my mom had never seen it, and she finally watched it. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah this, you know, it's a great fucking flick. When I when I was in law school, that was actually brought up very frequently by my professors, and it is kind of a known thing as well that that movie is actually one of the best representations of how the legal process actually proceeds. I'm, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a, a YouTube channel that I've mentioned on the show to you before, uh, Legal Eagle. Yeah, uh, he's actually done a video about how accurate uh, the portrayal of the courtroom scenes in that movie actually are. Yeah. So, and, and like one of the most important things in that, like, and it's 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 not subtle, but it's just a small little throwaway line. But it, it's like it just shows how much they fucking understand the way it operates. Is when he goes hunting or fishing with the uh, prosecutor, and he's like, "Yeah, he gave me all his files," and and Marissa Tomei is like oh, what do you think? It's just like a professional courtesy or something. And he's like, yeah, he must have just liked me. And she's like, I read the federal rules of civil procedure. It's called disclosure, you fucking moron. He has to give you his files. And it's like, yes. Like anytime you're watching 
any sort of legal drama where they're like, we have a surprise witness full of shit. Case would be thrown uh-huh. out. You would start over. Everybody has all the information at the start before you even get done with your initial pleadings. And it's like, my cousin Vinny's very good about demonstrating what would happen. If you show up, uh, you're, you're probably going to get held in contempt if you act like a dickhead. But everything else is just, it's standard procedure. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, g- great fucking flick, point being. I love Abs- it. Absolutely. I, I had never seen it before. You know, it was Joe Knows Jack on the show, and I was like, I, I, okay, I'll watch it. And then I saw it. I'm like, man, this is actually really fucking good. It's great. I, fucking, uh, fucking great. And uh, there you go. Dead on, balls accurate. <laughs> yeah, hey, I, I mean, the, <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 you know, legal eagle video about it was just like, and and you know, the dude knows it. Like he was talking about the the last, like he did a a, a video about the last episode of Seinfeld and how full of shit that is. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Which is it's actually funny because like Seinfeld is generally known for its writing being like I shouldn't say realistic, but like they try to be somewhat realistic to make it relatable. Like that's what their whole thing with the uh, like their insistence on having product placement was because, like, it's funnier when it's something specific, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, to, to that end, they usually tried to relate, uh, write relatable farcical situations, but, you know, still somewhat realistic, and you're 100% right. Like, that entire case would never go down like that, and honestly, like, there's no culpability on their behalf either. Like, you are not required no. to go over and interrupt somebody carjacking somebody with a fucking gun. You know, right, like, right, right. It's it's a load of shit, but it, but it was it was a wonderful device for bringing back every character. It was and having them testify against the New York Four. Like you got Babu Bot, like he's a bad man. He's a very bad man. Like <laughs> fucking great. I don't know. Just end the fucking <laughs> movie, end the fucking series in a jail cell. You know how they're talking about the buttons on the, <laughs> which, and, and <laughs> the, the opening and, line of the show. Right, yeah, the button is the <laughs> opening line of the first episode, which is also, like, what a deep cut to go back to that because the first season of Seinfeld sucks. <laughs> it is so bad. Like, the, it's, it's like six episodes, maybe seven episodes long. It doesn't even hit its stride until, like, episode four of the second season. The first season is dog shit, but they went back and referenced it, and I, I kind of love that. Because I think that's I, I think that's why a lot of people want the Simpsons to end at the fucking Christmas uh, you know Christmas pageant that Bart's in and okay and and Simpsons roasting on an open fire and and like you know like the the producers of the show have like mentioned interest in doing something like that which would make sense because the whole show is in a fucking time loop so like right exactly make know. it yeah and, and and Futurama originally ended in a time loop so why not just continue the tradition of macarining shows ending in time loops yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I'd be I'd be okay with that I'd, I'd be okay with the Simpsons ending any time now by the uh, way. I would have um, been fine with them <laughs> ending 10 years ago I think we've had this discussion but I that's <laughs> just it man like I there's some episodes you know that I that I really like that are later episodes but like there's also I mean, did we really need an episode about Moe's bar rag? <laughs> I didn't even see that shit, man. Uh, I just did not even see that shit. I stopped paying attention. I guess Joe Rogan is on the next episode. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. Sure. <laughs> well, what, well, are, they, what are, are they going to do? Fishing for guest stars? Uh, so the headline That's... I read, I didn't read the article. 
because I'm like so far behind on this season, I need to catch up. Uh, but like the article, the headline was like, "Oh, Homer gets canceled and goes seeks help from Joe Rogan." So, so they're gonna okay. Uh, you know what? All right, listen. I haven't seen this shit. This is all speculation, but like I could see that being great, and I could see Rogan going on and playing a caricature of himself, which it's not hard to do, <laughs> and and having Homer get bad advice and falling in with a misunderstanding of something yeah. and having it be, I mean, and you know, fine, you can have the argument that you don't want Joe Rogan to be humanized in any way, which I understand, but like, humanized, he is a human. What the fuck? Like, yeah, that's why like, I don't, that's why I, I don't have a fucking Spotify account anymore. So. Well, exactly. And I, and I, and, and I'm, see, we've had this discussion too, and we got to break for music in a second. We so do. it's a bad time for me to be bringing this up. You know what? Let's talk about this after music. Let's do it. Uh, so Saturday, somebody come hang out with me at this show, please. Uh, this is the working class stiffs are having their vinyl release party Saturday upstairs at Mr. Good Bar, provided that we uh, leave the venue standing, uh, on Friday night. Um, Along with The Abrupters, The What Nows, and Cardboard Homestead. Uh, and that show is at 8 p.m. It's $10 submission and 21 and up to get in. Uh, and that's going to be a killer show, man. This is Working Class Stiffs, and this song is called What's Going On on All WNY. You think so, Joe Show?
working class stiffs on all WNY Think So Joe show. That song called What's Going On. Just you fucking can, great. Sorry, go ahead. You can get that on Rich Man's Country, which is uh, available on vinyl through Ningwood Records. Yeah. <laughs> They're just so fucking good, dude. Like, I just, I don't know. Every tune has its own thing going on, but it all just fits together. I don't know. They, they fucking rock, and they're so good, so good live. So I got, I gotta say this: that. their logo with the, with like the, you know, the, the fucking, you know, cut out fucking letters and shit. And mm. I designed that, and I still don't have that fucking t-shirt. <laughs> I like. What are you doing, Joe? <laughs> Call in, call in some favors, man. I've been calling in some favors. I'm waiting for Joe Scrivano just, to... Just send him, send him a fucking Fruit of the Loom and be like, hey, man, spray paint. Come on, let's go. Uh, I'm, uh, maybe I'll get one Saturday, finally. Uh, <laughs> I, thought maybe, I thought maybe they sent me one and I forgot about it, but I actually put laundry away the other day and I didn't find it. So I was like, all right, no, I, I, I really didn't get this shirt. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, fucking go, go to that show Saturday. That fucking rules. I... Was saying to you on the break, I'm like, fuck, I can't make that because me and Natalie are going to see Patton Oswalt, who I've never seen and I cannot wait to go see. But if you're not doing that shit, holy fuck, go see Working Class Stiffs because they fucking rock. And you got the Abrupters on this show, too. Oh, yeah, dude. For sure. Cardboard Homestead, too. What a hell too? of a fucking lineup. That's I, got, a I, I, I have lineup. t-shirts from, Card- from Cardboard Homestead and the Abrupters. <laughs> I don't have the word. I didn't design their logos. <laughs> so I gotta I gotta jump back to that that yeah, shit the shit we were talking about right before we went to the music break. Main thing that I'm still thinking about about this, because like I don't really care either way if Joe Rogan's on The Simpsons, but I said something really stupid, which is like like oh, I don't care if they're trying to, like, like humanize Joe Rogan or whatever. Like, that's a really fucking stupid thing to say because, like, that motherfucker's a dude and I disagree with the vast majority of his politics and at the, the point where he's now, like, a purveyor of conspiracy theories to people that I disagree with, that is probably a more astute way of saying that I have had a beer here and I was fucking just racing for words to get in under the limit, but, like, can't fucking say that you're trying to humanize a dude that is a motherfucking dude. Like that's <laughs> right. a really right, stupid right. and shitty thing to say. So I, th- it, th- it, that, it wasn't the word you were looking for. Exactly. That's really, really, really fucking stupid. And, uh, I don't know. I feel you, like an you, idiot for saying that. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I don't know what the word is that you were looking for. There's probably a word you were looking for, but that was not the word. You yeah. Were. But, I, think but it was, I got, I, I, I got what you meant. I think I was going for like glamorized. Yeah. Yes, and I was trying a to stick word. it into a context that it didn't fit in, and I landed on a word that, like, yeah, fucking, you can't humanize a person. That's a fucking person. Now, I want to say <laughs> you, you had mentioned uh, you could have done without, like, the last ten years of The Simpsons. I will give you uh, a the, the most recent episode that I can think of off the top of my head that I would recommend watching. And it aired December 13th, 2015, as part of the 27th season. It is called Barthood. Uh, it's the ninth episode of the 27th season of the animated television series The Simpsons and 583rd episode of the series overall. Uh, aired on Fox December 13th, 2015, and the episode parodies the 2014 film Boyhood. Uh, and before I had seen the episode, because I always tend to, like, not watch them live, I end up catching them, like, on Hulu or whatever the next day, uh, which I haven't been doing, and I need to catch up, but that's besides the point. Uh, I saw somebody on Twitter say, you know, if you were going to end this series, that would have been the episode. 
And I could not agree more. It is a fantastic episode. I think, uh, you know, if, if you haven't seen it, get on Disney Plus, check it out. Uh, season 27, episode's called Bart Hood. Hmm. Uh, I definitely recommend it. All right, so. we'll see. After uh, after practice later tonight, maybe yeah. I'll go check it out. We'll there, see. There is a later episode than that. It's called The Town. The episode itself is, like, not fucking memorable at all, but uh, there is a brief cameo, uh, non-speaking, just just them there, of the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, the episode takes place, it's based on the film The Town. Uh, yeah, that Ben Affleck flick. The Ben Affleck flick. And uh, the Simpsons go to Boston because, uh, because um, Homer really fucking hates uh, the team that is basically the analog of the uh, of the New England Patriots. And oh, Bart, I've seen yeah, that yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they go to Boston, and uh, you know, Bart, uh, you know, Homer's like, "Oh, this is a great city. We should move here." And then they're having a parade, and Bart's like, "Well, if you're gonna move here, Dad, you got to root for the team. Put on the hat." And Homer, like, I'm going to put on the hat, I'm going to, he just rips the hat apart and just everybody stops and everybody's shocked. And there's just one, you know, brief glimpse of like the mighty, mighty boss tones all standing there like, <laughs> you know, jaws agape, you know, like, so, uh, you know, there you go. The, the appearance of the Ramones on the Simpsons singing happy birthday to Mr. Burns. Oh, have the Rolling Stones killed. But sir, those are <laughs> do as I say. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Fucking great, man. Yeah. No, I mean, The Simpsons has so many amazing moments, and like, the th- I think the thing is, like, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say it's like nostalgia or anything, because like, all of the new season episodes that I've watched have been good, but it's like, I expect it to uh, impact me the same way it did when I was a kid and I was watching it, and I was like that combination of feeling like I was kind of watching something that I kind of wasn't supposed to, and also it was, like, groundbreaking and I'd never seen Mm. it before. I I, I think that's the thing. I think if you're going into these newer episodes, like, hoping that it's going to be uh, in the same vein as it was 30 years ago... Right. You're going to be disappointed no matter what. Like, even me telling you, hey, go watch Barthood, if you're going into that, like, oh, this is going to be classic Simpsons, no, it's not. It's it's absolutely as advertised a fucking you know parody of Boyhood. I've never seen Boyhood. I assume it's pretty straight up because they're pretty good at that. Right, right. Uh, but like, yeah, I, you know, if you're if you're going into these episodes like, oh no, you know, I I, I and you're gonna compare it to seasons like four through twelve, you're not gonna like them. You have to watch The Simpsons one episode at a time. You, you can't sit there and be like, oh, this is, you know, like, uh, season 19, that 90s show. You can't go into that episode like, oh, this is, you know, this is going to be in the same fucking canon of, you know, season, you know, the, the way we were, you know, where they established this backstory of Homer and Marge graduating in the 1970s. This episode takes, you know, takes, it, it aired in 2000 and something, and... You know, in season 19 of The Simpsons, so you're talking 2007, 2008-ish, and it retcons The Simpsons to Marge and Homer graduated in the 90s, and Marge goes to college and Homer starts a grunge band. Mm -hmm. And you can't go into this episode like, you know, 
okay, this is going to be part of the established story of Homer and Marge graduated in the 1970s, despite the fact that they are 30-something and it's 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what a lot of people hate about that episode. Me, personally, it's one of my favorite fucking episodes. I will sit here and quote along with it anytime I fucking watch it. Mm-hmm. I, I fall asleep watching The Simpsons every night. I actually slept through that block of episodes in season 19 that I always recommend to everybody. Mm. Woke up, went back into the episode list and watched them. Um, <laughs> Particularly that one, because I love that episode. It's it's not by any means classic Simpsons. But if you go into that episode as a fan of 90s culture, and particularly the grunge movement, like that is an episode that is a must-watch if you can get around the fact that it puts Homer and Marge as graduating in the 90s and not the 70s, which a lot of people had trouble with. I get it. But you can't, you know, they, they, the, the producers call it uh, fluid continuity. And it's because the characters don't age, but the times do. All right. Do you, do you want to, you know, do you want the Simpsons to, you know, not know what the internet is, not know what a, cell, a smartphone is, never right. have heard of an MP3, don't, you know, the, 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 the Avengers is still that shitty 70s movie, like, you know, like... The Simpsons debuted before the Super Nintendo. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, so, like, you can't, you know, they have to, they still have to evolve with the times. So you can't just have Homer and Marge graduated in 1970, 1976 or 77 or whatever it was, right? right you can't right. do it. So they, right. they now, you know, like they do episodes now where, um, you know, there was a recent episode where Homer was a, a child in the 90s going to a, uh, you know, like like basically a Chuck E. Cheese. Um, you know, like... Yeah, Chuck E. Cheese used to fucking rock. Yeah. Homer was basically going to, to you know, the equivalent of a Chuck E. Cheese in the 90s in an, in an episode when he was a child. And so, like, you know, do you get mad about that or do you just watch the episode for what it is? And you watch the episode for what it was. And it wasn't, you know, anything to write home about. It was a, it was a very recent, like, last couple of years episode. Um, but, you know, people don't like to give these newer, uh, you know, episodes a chance. And, and, and it's like that in a lot of different media. You know what I mean? Like, people are like, no, the good seasons were like 4 to 12, and I'm not going to watch it. You know, anything after season 12 sucks. Uh, just like, you know, anything after Injustice for All sucks. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I, I get what you're saying, though. It's like, I, I so I like, uh, I like basically everybody trying new things, uh, branching out, uh, adapting their style of what they're doing to, you know, modern times and stuff as long as you're still being, like, honest to yourself. And, like, I've always, mm. I've, I've, I've also, <laughs> we were talking about that in the band thread the other day, that, like, I, so I'm, I am not a Metallica fan. I know you guys love them to death. I do. I don't know about the rest of the guys. But <laughs> yeah, and it's not like I dislike them. I'm just saying it's, like, that's not a band that I put on. Like, when I'm at home alone and I want to listen to music, I'm listening to, like, NoFX, Lagwagon, a uh, lot of Blink-182 lately, and then, like, Pairs and, as of late, Turnstile. Shit like that. Or, like, The Replacements. Or, l- lately, Jawbreaker. Fucking great. But, um... Today, I was... With, with, I'm, with, not, I'm not constantly listening to Metallica, either. My, oh, I like, know. Like, like today, know. today's selections just, were The Platters and Duran Duran, so... Right, right. <laughs> but, like, what I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, that's a band that... They've never really clicked to me as, like, a band that, like... 
I'm not saying it doesn't speak to me because musically I'm impressed by what they do. But on a like musical level, if I hear so wait a minute. Yeah, I'm a tepid Metallica fan. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we might line up on that, Katie. Like I am impressed by what they do and I cannot wait to go see them. But I've also never like listened to them and had a song hit me the way like May 16th hits me. And I'm like, oh my God, like Lagwagon writes shit that pierces my soul, you know? Um, but the thing I liked th- that I was saying in the band thread uh, like a week or so ago or whatever was that what I liked the most about like St. Anger was that Metallica just showed up and they just antagonized their fan base. Like, in not all of it was intentional, but they absolutely were like, we're going to do something different. Nobody's going to expect it. And we're just doing it because we fucking like it. And I cannot help but give props to that because I love when bands do that. Nobody is fucking owed anything by the bands that they like. I like when bands antagonize their audiences. And I really liked that they went all in on something different. That mm-hmm. was fucking cool. I've always maintained you cut those first two songs off and we get an okay out. <laughs> um, and, 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 and they... You know they played fucking frantic night one of uh, of the fortieth anniversary shows, and uh, and 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 Mike Marlinsky was here the other day, and he's he's playing at Stamps on Friday night. If you want like really fucking heavy shit, um, instead of like you know our brand of punk rock along with Knuton and Idiots of Idealism, uh, but he's over here the other day, and we're just having this you know because he was grabbing. I, I offered up some uh, some bottles that were in my basement, and he was like, "I'll take them, dude. Like, there's a guy down the street from me. He'll take them." Like, okay, cool. So we fucking, uh, you know, we got to talking about it, and, and he mentioned St. Anger, and he's like, I love that when you were in uh, when you were in San Francisco, you posted, okay, Brian, I will enjoy this song just this once, just for you, when they played Frantic. And I'm like, yep, that's, that's exactly what it was. Like, it was Brian's favorite Metallica album for that fucking reason, that it was like, uh, you know, the, the concept was there. This is what it sounds like when a band goes into a garage to play for the first time, but that band is Metallica. That was the concept. Mm-hmm. I get it, and I, I I absolutely understand why Brian loved it. It is my second least favorite Metallica album, uh, but you know, but I still maintain you chop off Frantic and Saint Anger, and you've got a halfway decent. Uh, you know, they played a Dirty Window the next night, uh, the 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 second night, which was like wow. That's a song I wasn't expecting. I was really expecting them to just play Saint Anger because they played Frantic the first night. Um, but <laughs> perhaps I, and, even they have seen the memes. And I, well, <laughs> dude, if you watch any, like they play Saint Anger at shows now, which is weird. Do they bring out that snare. No, I mean, but but they they play Saint Anger, Saint Anger at shows now, which is weird because when I saw them on the Saint Anger tour, they literally only played Saint Anger off that album. They, they played, like, the opening riff from Some Kind of Monster, but they did not play any other songs off that album other than St. Anger. Now, uh, there's, they've started to bring back uh, both St. Anger and Frantic, which, come on, really? Those are the two songs you're bringing back. Please start playing yeah, the but unnamed... Those are, those are the two everyone remembers because they turned the album off after those two. Please start <laughs> playing the unnamed feeling if you're going to play St. Anger songs. Uh, or maybe, pure, is that? maybe like Purify. Or it, is, it is definitely later in the album. Yeah, purify, All Within My Hands, just something. Like, like give me one of those three <laughs> songs any fucking day over those two. Um, Dirty Window, I'll take, too. Uh, but fucking... But if you go watch any of their, like, recent 
uploads of recent shows where they've played St. Anger, James comes out and he's like, all right, we're going to play a song off your favorite album now. See, yeah, okay, see, that's, yeah, see, that's funny, like, and that's, like, tongue-in-cheek fun, like, fucking uh-huh. with the audience a little bit, and, I mean, yeah, like, when they dropped that album, it was a big fuck you, but, like, they're tongue-in-cheek about it now, I like that, sign me up, like, I they, was a fan of Machine Head's New Metal Swerve. Hmm. Yeah, they, they definitely, uh, they, like, they know people don't fucking like St. Anger. And, and and they knew on that fucking tour that people, you know, because they, they literally in Buffalo played one fucking song off of it. But, I mean, if you ask, if you ask people, you know, and I, and I don't mean the, uh, oh, Metallica hasn't had a good album since, since uh, And Justice for All. Don't ask those people. Fuck those people. I just say um, that because it pisses you off. It's really funny. It doesn't piss me. I mean, like, but, you know. No, it stings a little bit inside. It, I've heard it so many times that it's just like, you don't know what you're missing. You, you like, and it's, oh, it's exactly always, that. it's always invariably, it's always invariably those fucking old metal heads who are like, no, this isn't what I fucking like. I like heavy metal. I need the guy screaming so I can't understand what he's saying. <sighs> those fucking guys. You know what I mean? Um, they're always the ones that, oh, they haven't had a good album since 1988. Like. Fine, whatever. Don't listen to the to the to the newer shit. Uh, yeah, load and reload are not your scene. I fucking get it. All right, right. L- reload is not my scene. That is the one I put below Saint Anger. But like, you know, for what have you listened to since 1988? That's like the question. It's like if you didn't like Metallica since then, what did you like transition into? Like, Hardwired comes out, right? And you got all these fucking old metalheads. Oh, I'm not gonna fucking listen to that. Nick Lucido, and, and to be fair, the album he's comparing this to came out in 1991, so uh, he's like, this is the album that should have come out after the fucking Black Album when, when Hardwired came out. And I'm like, I, you know, I can't argue with that. That's, I, I can see that. Um, but, like, you can't, you know, like, I, I... You gotta give some of these albums, you know, like, like the, the evolution of the band where, you know, they can still appease that old fan base. And if you go to a Metallica show, most of the fucking songs are from 1991 or earlier. Um, but, like... Yeah, they know it, too. But, you know, like... <laughs> but, I mean, the last show, they played two songs off of Reload before they even played anything off of Master of Puppets, which surprised the fuck out of me. I'm like, what... They, they already played Memory Remains. They're playing Fuel. They haven't played anything off of Puppets. It's an hour into the show. Like... <laughs> that that's that's amazing and then they didn't play anything off of load which was a much better album than reload but that's besides the point um they should come out and just play saint anger 15 straight times and then take a shit on the stage yeah but but my my <laughs> but my the point i was i was trying to make is like if you ask uh, like Metallica fans who are still Metallica fans who like didn't say, oh no, fuck this band after like Load and Reload came out and they cut their hair and they sold out. Like if you talk to, to somebody like... Uh, the world's greatest selling metal band could possibly sell out. <laughs> like they've been sold out since their second album. Like, uh, like, 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 there was the behind the music. I always, I always refer to this behind the music where they asked Jason Newstead and Jason Newstead's like, did we sell out? Yeah, we sold out. Every show we play. Uh, oh, <laughs> and, 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 but, uh, but I mean, like, if you ask, like, somebody who's, you know, a full-blown Metallica fan and, like, right, you know, up there on, on the level with me, not maybe necessarily with the tattoos and all that, but, like, you know, 
name an underrated Metallica song, I tell you the unnamed feeling is going to come out of most of those mouths on, mm. off of fucking Saint Anger because that is a killer fucking song. The video is fucking cool. Mm. Um, the, other, the other song I would put up there would be uh, The Outlaw Torn off a of Load, mm. uh, which is a great song. And, and, you know, but it's been, you know, they've played that one. They, they play it a lot. They play it like they've done it on both of the fucking uh, symphony albums. So like, you know, that one gets brought out every now and then. So I would love to go to a show where they fucking play the unnamed feeling, you know, because like it's, it, they've played it. It's just few and far between. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely one of them, one of the more underrated songs. It's, uh, you know, it's the best song on the, wor- on one of the worst albums. For sure. <laughs> so, all right, all right. Well, so may- you know, maybe, maybe that's that's, uh, that's a song to check out if you're if you're wondering what's to listen to. I mean, obviously, like I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend the Hardwired album in its entirety. Uh, Death Magnetic is pretty good. It it was it was like on that path back to what Metallica uh, was trying to get back to with Saint Anger and and failed miserably at doing so. Um, but like hardwired was what they were going for the whole fucking time and finally hit when that album came out. Hmm. Um, but definitely check out the unnamed feeling purifies a good song off of St. Anger. If you could get past the snare, cause that's, that's prominent really in that song too. I have a hard time with um, that. I might and, just stick with turnstile, but we'll see. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, what the fuck is the other one on there? Uh, all within my hands, which is another, you know, another slower one, and they, they've named their, their charity after that song, and it's, it's still got the snare, but, like, it's, you know, it kind of fits the song in that, in that case. If you see them play now, St. Anger, Frantic, uh, songs from that album, you know, they're, they're playing them, uh, you know, with the snare actually turned on, and Kirk has solos in them now. So it's like, you know, we can play these songs, but we're going to make them Metallica songs. Hmm. So that that's kind of what they're doing now when they play them live. So it's not as bad seeing them live now as it would have been probably in 2004. But you know. Well, either way, we're excited to see them. The only thing I can say is me and Natalie went on a... Uh, I, know, I don't know, we got to do music, so I'll shut up in a second. We went on no a bad. short little weekend trip. We rented an Airbnb that had no uh, TV, so we couldn't distract each other from you know, ourselves. So we listened to a bunch of Metallica because we were excited for this show and played card games. And it was all great until St. Anger came on, and both of us were like, Jesus, I can't. You cannot, flush it out. You flush I it out. I cannot fucking handle this. <laughs> it sounds so bad. Like that, I don't know. That snare is the worst sound I've ever heard. Like, skip, it's. <laughs> skip the first two songs. Seriously, skip the first two songs. Try to put the snare, like, out of your fucking mind. Like, and just really, uh, you know. Especially when you get to the unnamed feeling, purify all within my hands. Great, those are all good songs, really. That I would recommend off that album. Um, but but, but uh, you recommend albums. You recommend albums after 1988. So who knows? Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I also recommend you check out the new single from the Living Brain Dead. <laughs> it's called Never Fuck With Cat Girls. It's available streaming everywhere. It's available on shop.livingbraindead.com as well as our Bandcamp um, for a purchase. Uh, I would say go through our fucking, uh, you know, go go through our our website and buy everything from us because we get every we get all the like actual profit from all that. <laughs> uh, no offense to Bandcamp, uh, but anyway, 
and if you want to see the living brain dead, we're playing Friday night at uh, Good Bar upstairs with Knuton and Idiots of Idealism. That is an 8 p.m. Doors, uh, $7 to enter that show, and 21 plus. It is the cheapest show on the list today. So save yourself some money and come see us. Uh, budget punk rock. Budget punk rock with with the living brain dead and Knuton and idiots of idealism. Uh, this is the brand new song from the living brain dead, just released this past Saturday, and it is called "Never Fuck with Cat Girls" on all WNY Think So Joe Show, and we will see you next week.